Thanks, Doug. I do have to tell you every time, or the times that I've been introduced, I can't help. I'd like to share with you, Bud Tibbles from Hominy. We were at, I, when I first started the with the prison ministry over there. It was he and I alone together one evening, and he gets up and he he and and it's it the, the first few trips there. I thought I was going to. I, I didn't think I was going to make it. I thought I was going to puke. It is intimidating being there. And he says, Paul Moses. Paul Moses, what a, uh, what a name. Two of the most influential, two of the greatest men in, in, in the Bible other than Jesus Christ himself. And he stood there for a minute and he said, it's amazing to think that they were both murderers. And I just, I could have <laughs> crawled. But his point was that you can use uh, anybody for anything, and I appreciated that part of it. I am from, I have grown up in the uh, Ramona Church of Christ since forever. I've always been there, and I do also want to share with you, uh, growing up, I've been raised around some very solid and grounded uh, Christian. It's amazing, all the way up. But to my disadvantage, uh, all the way up, they always had the answers. And for the longest time, uh, we had a good, strong eldership there. We had a good congregation in May the 2nd of 2005. In May, you may or may not know any of these men, but Bill Cabin passed away. And that dissolved our eldership there. And shortly after that, J.B. Goode passed away. One or two families move away, and then it's my turn up. And I don't have those answers because uh, it's my turn for class. There's not men there. Uh, I don't have the answers that I should have had and it was embarrassing and then things come up at work and then you have these discussions you get mature enough and you say uh, why you have to answer those those questions of, of those religious questions of why do you stand where you stand or why do you believe what you believe and so I've had to dig back in and take advantages like this to, just to pass that on if, if you're in that kind of uh, position in your life uh, if I can do something like this uh, anybody can. Don't be that guy. Don't be hide behind the coattails of those. Uh, let them bring. The, let those stronger ones uh, bring you, bring you up. Not to say that speaking at all. I think speaking about subjects might be the easiest thing, but leaving the doors and living it is the. Uh, I think where the rubber meets the road. But I think the the study that somebody has to put into is, is the only is the thing I love about doing something like this. So that's what I wanted. That's why I was here tonight. John chapter 13. John chapter 13. And I hope I can share a portion of what I've gotten out of this with you. If you have, I know that you've been traveling through John. If you haven't had the, the chances to read chapter 13 before tonight, uh, just as a short overview, John chapter 13 is, is the, uh, the, the chapter of, of the, uh, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. I believe it looks arguably, it looks like the same night that the uh, Lord's Supper was instituted. We don't have record of that in John. And, and in the, on the other hand, in the other Gospels, we don't have record of, of the uh, washing of, of the feet. Uh, we do have record uh, in chapter 13, uh, Jesus identifying the betrayer, letting them know that somebody is about to betray him, and, and, and we know that that's Judas. Uh, and we have the new commandment given. Chapter 14, he tells them, or tries to reveal to them, uh, they're not getting it, uh, that he's getting ready to go away. And where he's going, he can't, nobody, they can't go with him. Um, but he's trying to reassure them that he is going to be gone for a while, but he's going to come back. It's kind of confusing if he was in their shoes, uh, but at the same token, he's going to send a helper. He tries to comfort them, uh, which they'll figure out 
later on. But tonight, just uh, what for, for me, the meat, is there's two as I statements in John chapter 13 that I'd like us to look at together uh, fresh again. There's as I, when it comes to the, the washing of the uh, disciples' feet, he says, as I, uh, what does he say there? For I have given to you an example that you do uh, should do as I have done to you. And also the new commandment are the two uh, things I'd like us to look at. As I have loved you. Uh, so that is the two uh, subject matters we'd like to look at tonight. Uh, before we get into the to to the uh, weeds on on dissecting the the washing of the disciples' feet, I think for the longest time before uh, I have overlooked. Uh, we've looked at the details of, of and looked at the humility that Jesus served in washing the disciples' feet. But before we start think about uh, the position of where this is at. And to me, uh, this is a, one of the greatest, this brings the important or brings the real weight of the matter, if you will, uh, to the washing of the feet. Uh, if, you, if you know, because you've been going through John, uh, there's, there's people here in, in this time that still don't believe. There's many here that says that don't believe who Jesus is. Uh, it also states that the ones, there are those that believe but can't confess Him because of their position in the synagogues, right? It says they love, I believe the statement is, they love uh, the praise of men more than God. Uh, and then you, you, what else do we have? Oh, the disciples themselves. They're confused on uh, what Jesus has what Jesus is doing. He, they're looking for an earthly kingdom, aren't they? So we have lots of things out of whack. And Jesus sees the position they are, but he takes this. This is there's just only a few days, right before his. He's in the final days of his his uh, departure, and he doesn't have many times left. And he takes this opportunity to demonstrate, to demonstrate to them uh, what they're needing to know. Last year, uh, Weston was getting ready for the livestock show, and they have to present a. I, uh, they bring items that they make or they, they give to, to uh, raise money for the livestock show and he'd welded up this little contraption and I, I, I make a living as, as an aircraft welder and we get the, I got him the, it's a hat hanger is what it is and on the bottom of it he had a, a thing to scrape her boots off and we just got to the, the uh, place there and the, the, the paint's barely drying and I just happened to put my feet on I mean I just barely touched this thing and, and the boot scraper broke off and I'm thinking and this is a welded assembly I think the paint was actually had held it on on there that far and so that was my brother let me realize how embarrassing that is that my son you know had anyway fast forward a little farther uh, we, we, we take opportunity together we had talked about uh, his welding welding this or welding that and talking about welding it just didn't wasn't getting there he wasn't getting there so we we go outside and we we put two pieces of metal together and we both get underneath the hoods and I grab his hand and explain to him we're stick welding and just to give him the feel uh, you strike it like a match, son. You get let it get too far, you're going to break the arc away. You stay in there too long, you're going to you're going to burn a hole in it. You you just get it to work. You go too fast, you're not going to weld it together. And I think this is exactly uh, what Jesus is taking advantage of here. Does that make sense? He's he's giving ready to give them first class what they're not getting. 
because the teachings, uh, what he's what he's done so far, uh, isn't 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 getting there. It seems sometimes the most valuable. I don't know why. I remembered when taking taking the boys to uh, Green Valley. It seems like the last words that you say to somebody, your mind. You're getting ready to leave somebody. Your family's with you for a while. They get ready to leave for a period of time, and you almost shift gears. That there's got to be something influential that you're going to give to them for a while. And the only thing I remember, they were getting ready to just leave for a week. And I remember telling Wes, and I said, pay attention to the little ones. Uh, you don't know who you, you don't know what kind of influence you have on others. There's little ones that are that are watching you, and I think Jesus, at the same token, is taking advantage of this last uh, ditch effort uh, to get it right before them. So, disciples uh, looking for a worldly, earthly empire in Jerusalem. Uh, they're expecting power and position. Jesus gets down on his hands and knees uh, to burn into their minds a lesson of humility and service to others. Uh, they're called to, to serve and not rule. Two points tonight I'd like us to think about, just two, from this study as we're getting ready to get into the text. Uh, how did Jesus serve and what's the difference? Try to keep those uh, thoughts in your mind uh, of what, you might, what we might take home with us for the rest of this week. How did Jesus serve, and what's the difference? The, um, the value of serving, before we, we do go through there, the value of serving, uh, deeds, works, what we do. Uh, we're told in Matthew chapter 16, uh, 20, 27, the Son of Man will come in, in the glory of His Father with His angels, and, and then He will reward each according to His deeds. Romans chapter 2 and verse 6 is like it. You know it. It says God and to, uh, God who will render to each one according to his deeds. And I think it's important uh, for us to realize what we're being judged on. Uh, we're going to be judged in the last day of what we've done, what deeds we've done. Uh, we're also told uh, that we're, somehow we're going to give an account for every idle word, it says. Uh, that's scary in itself. But as long as we know, uh, as we realize that, that we're going to be judged on our deeds, I think it's of a great value of what deeds we do, obviously. Jesus gives us the tools for a tool chest uh, to do what we need, need to do. And let's go through this together. If you have this, let's go through it together. John chapter 13, verse 1 through 10. Now before, now before the feast of the Passover... When Jesus knew that the hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of, G of, of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, Why am I doing uh, you, what, you, what I am doing? What I am doing you do not understand now, uh, but you will know after this. 
Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. If you can uh, uh, try to put yourself in the position of the disciples sitting there at this moment, the thoughts of, of power, of uh, an earthly kingdom coming upon them, uh, Jesus standing before them with not a sword wrapped around his waist and not a 45 or a weapon, but a towel to teach them what's going to get them into this kingdom. I think we can look at this and see several things, uh, ways that do we know that Jesus served with humility, didn't He? Uh, he served. Jesus serving was self-abandoning. You'll also notice if we go through the text, uh, this is of, of value, I believe. Uh, serving uh, takes preparation. He took the time out of his day. He took time set aside to give them what they needed. I think we can gather from this sometimes uh, serving, uh, ser sometime in serving we have to get dirty. Sometimes uh, we have to get uh, down on our knees and do things that we don't want to do. Sometimes we might have to do things that are beneath us. Sometimes uh, we have to do things we particularly don't want to do. Sometimes we have to decide what needs to be done. If you notice, uh, Jesus makes a distinction of what is needed with Peter, doesn't he? Uh, he's trying to teach the lesson. Jesus bows down to do the, the, the task of a servant or a slave. And Peter, uh, impetuous Peter, no, not, not, no, not just my feet then, all of me. No, no, the only thing that's needed uh, is, your, is your feet. The rest of you is clean. And I make that... Um, I wanted to bring that up because that is tough sometimes. Uh, just recently, there's nobody here that knows her. There's a friend of ours that had a, she has a, a bit of a problem with pills and uh, she had messed her car up a little bit and uh, trying to figure out how to help. Uh, the discussion is, do, 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 do we, is the car going to make it? Is there anything we can do to get the car? Uh, do we just fix the tire? Should we go and fix it for him, her? Should we fix it with them? And uh, I remember my brother saying, I don't know what she needs. Sometimes that's hard, isn't it? Uh, sometimes it takes maturity. Uh, I just wanted to bring that out. Sometimes we have to prioritize in our serving. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 38 through 42, if you remember the story of Martha and Mary, remember uh, Martha was, was given over to much deeds, uh, distracted I think is the word in some versions, by much deeds. Uh, but that wasn't held against her because Mary had her priorities right, didn't she? So at that particular time, uh, doing the deeds wasn't what, was, what would, should have been prioritized. Uh, we also know in the uh, parable of the talents, we know that we can't just do anything. 
Uh, we know that we have to use what we have, so I think uh, that also be, can, be, can be drawn from this. So somewhere in the, in the middle of this is the perfect balance. We can go after Jesus, uh, after burning the, uh, this event into their memory. Uh, he goes through, have we read chapter, oh, let's read through 17 if you would. For he knew, uh, chapter 13, verse 11, For he knew he would betray him, therefore he said, You are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know uh, what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than him who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you, uh, if you if you do them. Even after burning this, this memory, hopefully that they, they don't get right now, they're going to remember for sure later, won't they? Uh, he reminds them, yes, uh, teacher and Lord, I am. I am, uh, in a sense, greater than you. But just know that what I've done for you, I've bent down on my knees, and I've, I've, be, I've went below myself, below you, beneath you. I've performed this task of, a, of what was traditionally done by, by a, a servant or a slave uh, to give you an example of how you're supposed to, to serve each other, and I love that. Not only to teach them a lesson of humility and servanthood, but now uh, to do this to one another, taking care of one another's needs. We brought up the point of, of prioritizing, of, uh, of serving with humility, pointing out that Jesus' service was self-abandoning. Uh, I think it's also important to bring out the balance that we have in Luke chapter 17 and 10. Don't forget what it says there. So you also, so when you have done all that you were commanded, uh, say, we have only done what was our duty. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 56 in the ESV reads, Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace uh, to the humble. I love this. When I found this, it was, clothe yourself. read this again. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. This, this business of humility and, and, and belittling, belowing myself and serving others, uh, it doesn't seem that attractive till I read something like this. And then look what I can receive from doing it. Uh, when we do God's work, what a blessing that we have when we serve somebody in this fashion. The blessings that we get, you, everybody I know have, has, has tasted that at some point. What we give, not going into something, uh, not expecting, serving something else. The blessing that it feels good. But look what tops this off. And you can't buy this in town. God gives grace to the humble. I like that. One other, uh, I would like to chase one. I heard, I, I don't think that, maybe it's never been brought up here. You already 
have had the discussion. I've never heard this till recently. That why of the question of why don't we? Uh, this will just be a short. Uh, what do we call this? A rabbit trail. We're going to go down for a minute. Uh, why don't we ceremonially wash each other's feet? It looks, some might say, uh, it looks like the same information we get from the Lord's Supper. He told us to do this as an example, and I think the, the information there that He does give us, to me, is what helps. For I've given you this as an example, that you do this one to another. To where we look in, in the clear reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and 24, uh, Jesus states to do this in remembrance of me. But for where I settled, for in, and maybe you do know, there is a feet washing mentioned one more time. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and 10. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5 and 10. Oh, this is, this is with the widows, if you would. Well reported. Or let's go back to, to verse 9, 1 Timothy chapter 5, 9. Do not let a widow under 60 years old be taken into the number, and not unless she has been the wife of one man, well reported for good works, colon, if she has been brought up children, if she has lodged strangers, if she has watched the saints' of feet, if she has washed the saints' feet, if she has re, uh, relieved the afflicted, if she has diligently followed every good work. And I think that's where uh, the difference is towards the Lord's Supper. Uh, we don't ceremonially do the rest of these events, but it's listed in, in a, a compilation of good works, is it not? So, we can talk about that later if anybody else has any other questions. Moving on to our next uh, as I statement. The other as I statement. Let's jump over to the this this in this chapter. This is what stood out to me for the longest. Uh, chapter 13 and verse 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all we know uh, that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And what I can't get over is a new commandment. So there must be something different about this commandment that he has given. Uh, but it doesn't look new. Matthew chapter 22 and, and 37. When it, uh, let's go ahead and read that. Matthew chapter 27 and verse... Uh, Matthew chapter 22. I'm sorry. In verse 37 is the commandment from old, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. And the, and the second commandment is likened unto it, that you should love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, so what is the difference here? Uh, well, our old, what was the old commandment? The old stipulation for the commandment of old, uh, your guidelines for what you did for your others, was your love as you, you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Uh, the new commandment, is, as Jesus says, is I have loved you. Uh, the old commandment, as I, as you love your neighbor as yourself, it's almost a self-guided. Uh, remember the golden rule, you do unto others as you would have done unto you. This same kind of thought, uh, this is the way that you would love others. But the new commandment, there's something different uh, about what Jesus says. Why is it different? Why is it new than the old one? Because he says, as I have loved you. 
I think what we have here is, is exemplified in, in the washing of the disciples' feet. Uh, we have a self-love versus this self-abandoning love. A self-love in the old as a self-sacrificing love. Think about that for a moment. When I was asking class, uh, we had this study on, on here a few months ago. Uh, what, is, what is this love that Jesus had? And, problem, and I would too. Uh, how did Jesus love us? Jesus died for my sins. Jesus gave himself for me. And greater love hath no man than for him to die for, every, for another. We know that. And that was the end of the lesson for me for a while. It's right. There's, there's no greater love. And, to even, and then to even try to wrap your mind around that it just wasn't one man giving himself for another. This was Jesus Christ. This was the man that gave up equality with God to come down and do something for me that nobody else, that nobody else could. But what kept bothering me is the, the question not to take anything away from the answer that is the answer the greater love hath no man and that Jesus Christ did die for my sins but what what I kept thinking about was the disciples side of that they couldn't they didn't know that yet did they but he tells them that he tells them to love one another as I have loved you so his lifestyle, along with his dying on the cross for us, his lifestyle, the way that he lived, was also self-sacrificial, wasn't it? His lifestyle, in the same way that we, we just studied in, or that we just looked at in the feet washing, was that way all the way through. And the disciples probably understood that, didn't they? They probably recognized that on a, on a day-to-day basis. So anyway, I, this is uh, love your neighbor as yourself. The two, did we answer the two uh, questions? As I have loved you, as I have served you, that we do do these things uh, for each other. I keep I keep thinking, uh, trying to put myself in in the disciples' feet. This man standing uh, before them. Uh, and they're willing to die for him, but they just haven't got it yet. I love the lesson that was taught, and I hope that we can we can take that home for uh, for ourselves and apply that to each other. That's all I have for tonight. The the this particular lesson, I believe Jesus, if you will, fishes with a net and not a hook this time. I believe there's something in it for everybody on this one. Uh, if we aren't serving like we we should, uh, well, uh, start. Or grab one of those that are and cling on to them. And uh, remember what Luke chapter 17 did, told us. Uh, if you are serving and don't think you can do any more, well, at the end of the day, uh, that's what we're supposed to be doing anyway, isn't it? If you have any, uh, in the need of any prayers or you have anything to add to or take away from this, catch me afterwards. I'd love to hear what you have to say. But if you have any prayers, please meet an elder or Doug. Uh, up here as we sing the invitation song.